Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's what's your your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How are you doing? It is us again, your friends, Barry Johnston, Adam Beebe. I am Adam, and uh, here with me is Barry. Hello, everyone. We are your host, and also your very good friends here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hopefully, your favorite internet radio show for true life weird experiences told by the people who experienced them. Yeah. So here we are once again. And Barry, how are you doing today? I'm very good, sir. How are you? You keeping things together over I, there? I'm hanging in there. I'm good. hanging in there and uh, just getting through. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's getting more springy every day. Yep. And uh, everything's looking nice and the sun's coming out and it's getting the blue skies returned and yep. everything's seems to be turning back to somewhat to normal. We're getting there, you know, yep. um, a lot of places are going to be reopening, you know, they're starting to do some of that here, you know, not places where you can congregate. So, you know, be, be aware of that, but, you know, starting to ease our way back into it. And hopefully we're doing it, uh, in a smart way and the right way to uh, so that you know we can keep on top of things because I think we're doing a pretty okay job of living in this time, this weird time that we're in. Right. True. Yeah, I felt like last weekend was the first weekend where there's a little bit of normalcy coming back. Uh, you could kind of feel it with folks. People were out and about, and that's good. And to kind of get back into doing something outside of of the house is good it's good for the headspace mm-hmm. um for you know sure. we were able to resume martial arts practice which is nice uh that you know we Very just good. we just have a couple of guys that get together so it's it's not like we're getting you know a, 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 i was a, gonna ask yeah, that we only there's only three of us. Yeah, so it's it's okay. it's very it's uh, very intensive uh, practice, but we are uh, taking precautions and uh, very well. So aware. are you are, are you th- six feet away from each other? Or well, are we're you do- yeah. So we're doing doing so, the throw. Yeah, this is interesting. So so with with Aikido practice, which is the martial art that I practice, um, it's very weapons based. And so we're taking this okay. time to to sort of you know get our weapons training in, which which puts you Ooh. at about that distance. So it's it's a good way to continue, um, you know, kind of get the body back into shape. And it's funny how six weeks off, and you're just like, oh man, I'm yeah, I'm rusty. I'm the body just is, uh, you know, when you get into your forties, it just it changes. You're not able to keep the same amount of rigorous practice. You know, the the strength that you build that goes away very quickly. So just kind of getting back into that. So that's been nice. And along with that, you know, we've been working on the front yard, trying to get our yard, uh, you know, in shape. Um, We've Mm -hmm. kind of left a blank canvas in the front of our house. And my wife is just taking this time 
to really, you know, finish things up around the house, which is great. So, good. so it's good. I saw yeah. you finished up the kitchen. Yeah, man. And, and uh, that, dude, that was, <laughs> oh my God, what a project. <laughs> Anytime you do stuff like that on your own, it just takes so much longer than what you think it's going to take. And I think you were, I think you were working on that. Whenever oh, we started, this. oh, it's been a year at least. Because I remember you at, talking about half, the, uh, the, the yeah the cement, uh, you know, that you poured for the yeah. for the counter there. So yes, yeah, it's well, been, awesome. Congratulations thanks. on getting that done. It's nice to finally finish it. You know, so uh, and we did it all ourselves, so it's not like we're hiring people to come in and do stuff. You know, so yeah, it's yeah. So it's been good, man. Yeah, things are good. We had a great Mother's Day. We had a great Mother's good. Day. And, uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to, uh, I guess the summer cause that's, that's what's coming yeah. and the heat and wow. all that kind of crap is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Happy belated mother's day to, uh, to, to my mom and to yours yep. and, uh, to, to your, to your lovely wife Happy and, mother's uh, to all day. the mothers out there. All of our friends who have been uh, guests who have been mothers. We've had quite a few mothers on. And our guest tonight is, uh, she's also a mother, and she she contacted us uh, through our Instagram account. And we uh, had talked on there, and she's told me a few little things about things that she experienced. And I was like, oh, you've got to come on our show. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're just like my kids. And so we're kind <laughs> of like, this is, a, this is, you know, so happy Mother's Day to our guest, Brooke, who is like our, I guess, our, a, a show mom. Um, she's, you know, part of the podcast family. She's our podcast mom or something. So um, Brooke is from uh, calling in from California. And um, she is up there. Is it, I guess it's in the high country, right? It's yeah. in the northern yeah, in part. Yeah, in the northern part. Beautiful, um, beautiful area. I. I know so very little about California, except that it's on the coast. A lot of it is the coast. A lot of it's not. Um, and, of course, there's um, a couple of sands, right, in San Diego, Francisco, yeah. and LOA. Yep. I, don't, I'm, I, I just don't know enough about California. I've never <laughs> been to California. Yeah. yeah um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, going there someday, but also it scares me because with my luck, that will be whenever I touch down. That'll be the time that it finally just falls off into the ocean. So <laughs> we don't want that to happen. <laughs> no. no. That being said, hey, <laughs> Brooke, <laughs> thanks for joining us. What's your weird story? Well, it's good to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I started writing uh, down these weird occurrences, and it got very, very therapeutic. The more I was writing, <laughs> the weirdness just started flowing. And uh, so when when I was little was my earliest weird story. And um, I grew up in uh, San Jose, which mm -hmm. is now Silicon Valley. Um, but when I was growing up there, it was plum orchards and pumpkin patches and just, you, you wouldn't recognize it. Um, and we grew up in this little, uh, well, it wasn't really little, five-bedroom sort of ranch-style home. And back in the day, your parents didn't hover around you uh, like they mm. do now. And like 
I remember I was probably about four or five years old. My mom would put me in the bathtub and, uh, you know, washcloth and soap and then leave the door open and then go out to the kitchen or the living room, wherever. And um, so the, the bathroom was at the end of this long hallway. And if you were sitting in the bathtub, you could see down to my parents' room. And I remember sitting in the tub, and this happened several times. And there was a very large man that would stand in my parents' doorway. Same exact spot all the time. And he was so dark that he was darker than the dark hallway. And only pop culture reference that I can relate it to of what he looked was Frankenstein. But he was black. You know, the profile. And you could actually see depth to him. Like, it wasn't an outline. It was actual depth. Wow. And um, I would scream. And then, you know, my mom or dad or both of them would run in. You know, what the hell's going on? (laughs) And I'd tell them. And, you know, they'd get mad at me or whatever, frustrated. And tell me, oh, there's nothing there well gradually over time as i got older if i looked down that hallway i i didn't see this person anymore um and it was at a family gathering and i was probably in my 30s or so and um i heard my daughter and my niece who were both adults at the time they were kind of reliving growing up and visiting my parents' house. And um, I heard my niece say, remember when grandma used to put us in the bathtub and we'd look down the hallway and see that big man standing in the doorway? I hadn't even thought of that situation or that incident or that man in the hallway until she brought it up. And I listened further, and she and they were talking, and my daughter said, "Yeah, he was so big, he took up the entire doorway." Wow! That used to freak me out, and I go, I couldn't hold it any longer. I just go, "You guys, you just described what I saw when I was a little kid too." Wow! Oh my gosh! And yeah, and they said, "No way, you." You saw him too? I mean, yeah, he's been around that long. And oh. I said, then eventually I, I just stopped seeing him. Um, but I don't know if that was what people would refer to as a shadow person or if he was just a ghost that hung around there or what. Right. But um, a lot of strange things happened in that home. Um, and then... There was, uh, I was probably probably about nine or ten, and I was at the room at the very end of the hallway next to my parents' room, and um, I was, you know, in bed, and I was still awake, and all of a sudden, my bedroom door started opening, and there was a woman standing there, and she had like a gray 
sheet or shroud around her. And I don't know why I, my mind went to this point where it was just like, holy shit, that's a witch. <laughs> but it did. And Whoa. that's what my mind was telling me was standing there. I started screaming. She shut the door. And all of a sudden, my mom walked through. Now, my mom walked through just as she had shut the door. And that was the end of the hallway. She would have had to pass by my mom. And well, my mom was coming in. Wow. And and of course, my mom was like, what's wrong with you? You know, and of course, I tell her again and, you know, what I saw. And um, and she she goes, well, there's nobody here. Nobody was here when I came in. And so there was no sleep that night. Wow. I'm sure. Did you imagine? The, did your mom? Did you ahead. did you ever mention the shadow figure to your mother also? Like, did did she and she never saw that either? Wow. No, wow. no, and yeah, I, I went because you know I would scream, then they would come in, and I tell them what I saw, and I probably at that age maybe described it as a man, probably a man. You know, and they right. probably thought I was seeing things, um, you know, in the dark. How your your mind kind of fills in the blanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Wow. So, and in that hallway, so, um, my, my son, um, this was right after my mom had passed away. So it was, you know, within the last 10 years or so, but, um, you know, the, the kids always had the creeps about that hallway and, and stuff. And my, uh, son went into the hallway outside of my old bedroom door where the witch was and he had his phone and he um, turned it on record and he asked um, is grandma here and I'll try and imitate the voice that he picked up on uh, his recording and it just said oh <laughs> You know, just a long, long drawn out no. And he runs around, uh, he runs out of the hallway, and my dad and I were there, and he goes, you need to listen to what I just picked up. And it was this gravelly, uh, breathy no. And uh, it was so funny, because I got the chills, and my dad started cracking up laughing. You know, and <laughs> he's from the Midwest. That's how they handle right. Stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and um, so, yeah. So that wow. was that was crazy. So um, was he? Did he record? He recorded it on his phone. Like, yeah. is that what he was doing? He was recording it on the little microphone from the phone. Wow. Yeah. And I asked him, "Did you hear that? You know, audibly? No, yeah. he didn't." And um, I said, well, it, it doesn't sound like anyone I know. So I have wow. no idea. Wow. That's, so, yeah. uh, That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, house. so what do you know about the house before? Like, how long have your parents been in there? Do you know about anything before 
they were there? Um, I know that it used to be an orchard, and um, there was, we know that there were, within those orchards were uh, drying sheds, um, because they were plum orchards, and they would cut the plums and make prunes out of them. And um, so lots of drying sheds, lots of workers probably in and out of there. Um, that's all we know. Um, it was house was built, I think, in 1952 or something like that. So not not hugely old. Um, nobody, I don't think, ever passed away there. But I had older siblings who are several years older than me. And I remember um, them messing around with Ouija boards and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because everybody, people, Ouija boards, Ouija boards are, you know, marketed as this toy. And a lot of people just like, whatever, it's a toy. But then the other half of us are just like you mentioned Ouija board and everybody was like, Oh, and we all understand. Oh, the, the devil's doorway. Yes. The, the portal to darkness. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I know. I know. So, you know, who knows? I've never used one. Um, I've heard stories in that, but you know, who knows if this was, Somebody who's always existed there, or or who was summoned by yeah. my evil siblings, you know. <laughs> well, it's weird because we've had a few people on that have have had uh, hauntings in relatively newer homes that you wouldn't think that uh, they would exist, but you you never know what was what was residing there before. You know, I know I I told the story before, but I had a friend of mine growing up, and he he. Uh, he lived out in the country, and he had uh, a neighbor that was across the street. And come to find out, they built their home. I, I think it was a an Indian burial site, and they had all kinds of weird things happening. And I was always like, "Oh, that's so strange," you know, because they just built this house, not thinking anything of it, and then come to find out, they you know did some research and found out that it was like it was. It was it was sacred land or something. I don't know, but somehow they built their place out there. And gosh, that would just be just so creepy. That'd be so creepy. I don't know. <laughs> that would be, um, yeah. In fact, my niece is an archaeologist, and one of her jobs is to go to construction sites and watch them dig. Oh yeah, yeah. So that if they do yeah. bring something like that up, right? Wow. It, my, no, it would actually be kind of a cool job. My son, my my youngest boy wants to be an archaeologist. That is his dream. And so Ooh. something like that would be so cool for him. He would love to do that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so they they do that. They they um does the state put them out there? Does the like if they're going to if you're going to build a building I'm sure that it has to come, you know, it, uh, they do some sort of code and whatever. And then, and then do they get provided someone that goes out and, and watches them dig or is that how it's done? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, they get contracted. Okay. So she, she works for a company that, that contracts. Wow. For them. Wow. So, That's cool. That is. Really yeah. Cool. cool job. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
childhood was terrifying. <laughs> Sounds like it. So this happened. This started. This, this started happening to you at a young age, right? So what? So how yeah. how young were you when you first started seeing this? Probably about four or five. I gotta say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and That's then young. I remember my oldest sister, who's since passed. Um, she used to tell me because she couldn't get over this um, that happened, but. I guess when I was about three or four, I was sitting on my mom's lap. She was reading the newspaper. Um, that's something you don't see anymore, newspapers. Um, and she had turned the page, and there was a picture of Bobby Kennedy mm-hmm. on uh, the page. That's when he was running for president. And my sister said, I pointed to his picture and said, he's going to die. Wow. Whoa. And, um, you know, they just kind of poo-pooed it. Well, a couple of days later, he was shot. Wow. My sister just thought that was the weirdest thing that ever she ever saw. And she was, you know, probably, oh, and she had to be been in high school. Well, that gave yeah. me goosebumps. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I don't I have any memory of that, of course. I was way too right. little. That man's going to die. Wow. But, yeah, that was strange. But, um, so, let's see, what else do I have? So, before we get to that, I have a quick question about the witch. Was um, was it just the one time that you saw the witch, or was she also a repeat visitor guest at the house? Uh, no, it was just the one time. I think so, one, oh, that's good because one is enough. That is creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, some kind of like I've death since, veil or something like that. <laughs> and I've since heard and read of other uh, kids having visits from witches, mm. and uh, it's very interesting. It's almost like some kind of phenomenon that occurs. So, yeah, I don't know. Wow. But, but my next incident was um, I was living in Sebastopol. And, and Sebastopol, California, is right outside of Santa Rosa in Sonoma County. It's a little country area um, in a little tiny town. Um, and my ex-husband and I uh, were living in this, it was kind of a nice house. But anyways, we had gone to bed and um, he wakes me up and he goes, you've got to look outside. You have got to look outside. And so I wake up, I look outside and at about the length of a football field up in the sky, there is this round disc. And it had gold lights that went around, um, like in a, I guess, do they call it a Doppler effect where it, it, they kind of. Yeah, that would, yeah. They're going around. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, this thing was so close that you could see the body of the aircraft. And it was just round and just with the lights. And 
I had never been so scared in all my entire life because I had never thought one way or the other about UFOs or anything like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, uh, right before my very eyes, it was reality. Wow. <laughs> and if you had asked me before that happened, what I felt, I probably would have said, eh, I probably don't believe, but there it was right in front of my eyes. I had such fear that it kind of felt like I was out of my body. Yeah. Right. You know, that it was like this warmth that went from top of your head all the way down. And I've never felt fear like that before. And he goes and he's digging around in the closet. What are you looking for? And he goes, I'm going to get my camera. And it took him a little while to find his camera. And I said, and I'm watching this thing. And as he's looking for the camera, I go, never mind. I said, it's, it's leaving. And it was slowly lifting up through a layer of fog. And all of a sudden, all the lights stopped. And they just, they were still burning bright. But they stopped going around in a circle. And then they all converged into the center of the craft and it was one gold light at the bottom and it just lifted, lifted, lifted until we couldn't see it anymore. Wow. And I said, it's gone. And he comes over with his camera. It's gone. It's gone. Nobody's there. You're going to believe us. And yeah, it was, how far, how, far, how far away were you from it? It was probably about a, like, um, like if a football field were standing on end. Okay. Um, about that. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit less. Um, but you could see, you know, the solidness of the craft. Right. So it, it wow. actually, it had a discernible shape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't a believer before that. I really wasn't either, but we saw what we saw, and you know, I, I've told that story to other people before, and they go, um, "Oh, I don't really believe that." I don't <laughs> hey, I, I probably wouldn't have either. So, I, have you seen Have you seen those Navy tapes? Have you watched those that came out? Have you seen those from the U.S. Navy? Uh-uh. You need to watch those. There's three. Yeah. I think there's three of them. Um, the the U.S. Navy released them mm-hmm. and said on record that we don't know what these things are. They are unidentified aircraft, mm-hmm. and uh, what these things are doing will blow your mind. So they're yeah. taken from the cockpit. the The U.S. Navy and the Marines they do these war games off the coast of California. And they'll, you know, they'll get together and they'll run drills, you know, and they were running a drill and they ended up uh, as they were just about to start, they end up getting some radar information, end up calling it off. The uh, one of the ships had been out there for a couple of weeks before this, and they had been getting these readings on radar of these things that would drop in. They'd pick them up at about 80,000 feet, and they'd drop in out of the sky. 
And so they had the pilot. He was a, a Navy pilot. They told him to abort the mission, but they wanted him to track this thing. And mm-hmm. so he takes off for it. He and his, pi- his co-pilot take off after this thing. And they get it on camera. And he said that he's like, the way this thing was maneuvering, it's something that he'd never seen before, like out of this world. He's all but saying this is a UFO. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they, they start as they, as they start getting close to the craft, they're making a beeline toward it and the craft starts to flank them. And so he decides that he's going to go straight after him. This, this thing maneuvers itself to where they can't get anywhere near it. And then at a certain point, the thing drops down and it's, there's, there's footage of this and it's, it's absolutely incredible, but it's, it's, it looks like it's skimming across the water. It's just hovering like a few feet above the water. And it is, I mean, it's flying, I don't know how many hundreds of miles of an hour it's going, but, um, maneuvering in ways that, that just, we can't do, you know? And uh, and when it came out, see, there'd been a bunch of there's been a bunch of British uh, Navy and Air Force uh, higher up saying that they had also witnessed these types of things. And it started to come out in the press. Right. And then our government had to admit that, yes, we we have this footage and they probably have a lot more footage than, than what we're seeing. But yeah. Admitting yeah. that they can't control it, they don't know what it is, but it's out there. So yeah, and again, it's yeah. They, these were these were leaked, um, and but they're but credible, well, credible sources leaked. But um, and like the Navy actually commented on them, and this was la- I think this was last year. Yeah, it was. Um, the Navy commented on them and said, yes, these are. Um, Un, they don't call them UFOs, but they call them unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, right. because they don't want to say UFO because they don't want to give it that that much credential and that much, you know, thing. Because you know, because and they also don't want to scare people, obviously. But yeah. it's legitimate. Like these are things that they cannot identify, and they admit that they can't. And that there's been more than one spotting and more than one type of things that they've witnessed and recorded, and that they can't identify. So it's it, that it was pretty major news. That's all you know. That kind of got a little brushed over. It was in yeah. the news for a, a week or two, but then it kind of got right. you know, as most things now, the news cycle is so quick they get brushed over. So yeah, yeah. And could they tell what? the shape of the craft and, and what it exactly oh, looked yeah. like. And oh, yeah. 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 yeah the one that, the one that Barry was describing that video, the guy described it as like a, a tic tac, yeah. a giant tic tac. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. You, and you so can, this is, you yeah. can see it. You can see it. The ships, he tells a story. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He had the pilot on for, I think it's about a two hour interview. And he said at one point in time, so the, the the two ships, the Navy and the and the Marine ship, were 100 miles apart, 90 miles apart, something like that. They started to come, they aborted the mission. They start coming back to the Navy ship, which is 100 miles in the other direction. Don't see this aircraft. The aircraft by this time had, had just disappeared. And as they get back to the aircraft, that thing had started back where it was before. 
at the at the other ship and made it to them in a split second. That's terrifying. That is so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, Adam and I have both seen UFOs, so we, yeah. so that's a, a particular thing that's like, if you've seen one, which sounds like you have. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. You can't believe what you're seeing, you know? Yeah. Now, did you guys, when you guys saw your UFO, did you have that fear overcome you? Or were you excited? I I was, I didn't know what to think. I was kind of numb a little bit. And and my dad was with me. And I've told this story before, but we're, we're driving down a highway where we, we lived out in the country and there's not a soul on the road. And we slow down going maybe five or 10 miles an hour with the windows rolled down. And it was hovering 40, 50 feet above us and it was completely silent. But like you, it had the lights going around. You could tell it was, there was this thing. You could see it. You know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that dark, you know, and, and where we live, you can see, you know, the, the, the nighttime sky is very brilliant and bright, you know, and this thing was, was definitely there and hovering. And I remember just thinking, I can't believe I'm looking at this thing, you know, like yeah, maybe a little bit of an out, out of body experience where you're like, am I, is this, am I asleep right now? Am I dreaming? But yeah, that's what it was like for me. I can't speak yeah. for Adam, but. When I saw, because I've seen a couple of different times, um, the the one that I first saw uh, was with my buddy Jeff, who's our Bigfoot expert, and uh, our friend Big Bird, and um, we were out in the country just like hanging out because we were freshmen in college, and like our college town was small and boring so that's what we would do and so um we were just out in the country and we i was actually telling a story that my friend had told of how he saw ufos in the same area and how he described it and what happened to him he had missing time and all this stuff and so i'm telling this story and then that's when we see the same ufo like the same thing as a triangle pattern one and it, when it for us, it like we heard the sound, and then we saw that um, the the UFO was coming along, and we saw it go over us, and went and it went straight. But then we heard the sound, and the sound had, um, like it it sounded like it was um, the Doppler effect, like you described earlier. Is you know it's where something goes. It's like when it, you're at a racetrack and you hear um, a car go. You like that, right, you know? Because right. when it goes away from you, so it gets louder. Right, it was it's closer to you, and then it gets it changes when it changes direction. It changes the sound it makes. Well, this did that, but it was the opposite direction. The sound came, and then it turned and went over us. But the actual UFO went in a straight line, and well. so we kind of freaked out because it was just a really weird coincidence. So we just jumped in the car and we were driving back into town. And uh, being very mindful that we didn't have a, a case of missing time. My missing time came later. Um, <laughs> but, oh. yeah, so, so yeah, so we saw that. And then another time, again, I was out with, um, I, I, when I, my story became kind of infamous between, amongst all my friends. So I was hanging out with another one of our hometown buddies 
out in the country because again we were under you know there's nothing to do in our hometown anyway for teenagers or 20 something peoples but it was summer and we were just driving around out the countryside and uh we pulled over and we're looking at the sky when we were looking south uh towards oklahoma city area and um he's like tell me the story so i was telling him the story and then we saw these three white dots in the sky and they were doing all these crazy maneuvers and moving no. like super fast and he started freaking out because he's like oh my god dude they're coming to get us and i was like no nah, man don't worry about it i was like if they were coming to get us we wouldn't have seen them we wouldn't have known about it and as soon as i said that like two of them shot off to the east and then one just like kind of stopped and just went straight up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're, an, yeah. you're an alien whisperer. I guess so, but that was <laughs> and that's that's the last time I've seen any. And that was, you know, that was twenty years ago or or if not close to twenty years ago. So if not more actually. Wow. But yeah. So Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. I, I just don't want to see one again. I, I I could live the rest of my life not ever seeing one again. That that terrified me more than any ghosty or, you know, yeah. Right. I think that I if I saw, because I didn't see anything, any of them really clearly. You know, I saw the lights. I didn't see them close enough to where, um, you know, I could see a shape and that I could see that it was this thing. I knew that this is something unusual happening that I wasn't aware of what it was, but I, you know, I had my distance. And I think if I was closer to it, I definitely would have had more fear and I definitely would have freaked out a lot more and carried that terror with me because your brain is, that's a response, your fight or flight, you know? Right. And yeah. that would be exactly what it was because you can't fight no UFO aliens. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I don't have the technology. Right. <laughs> So that's anyway. awesome. Well, cool. We're yeah. glad we, we gl we're glad you got a UFO story. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, it was one and done. Hopefully, because, like I said, I, I don't want to experience that fear again. Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and i just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and yeah, so this, but it was never close enough to where i could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you you don't have to have a ufo encounter you don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother you don't have to know what bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story basically what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the what's your weird story podcast and we love hearing all of your stories whether they're spooky they're funny they're bizarre or they're just short sweet and unexplained kind of like our podcast
And then let's see. Oh, when um, I think I was in my mid thirties, um, I got married, and um, we bought this house in Gilroy. I've moved around a lot. <laughs> I bought a house in Gilroy, um, which is um, in between Monterey and San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman, we got it at a really good price. And um, we, it was disclosed to us that um, the woman that used to own it before us had committed suicide in the bedroom. Oh. And I guess um, she had been in a terrible divorce and um, custody battle and, and all that. And um, she sent her daughter away one Friday afternoon with the ex-husband. And then she proceeded to make herself a deadly cocktail and went up to the bedroom, drank it. And she wasn't found until her ex-husband came couldn't get a response, you know, wanted to drop off the daughter. And so that was the following Sunday evening. Mm. And so we ended up as the next owners of the house. And it was really odd because one of the initial things that you experienced when you went into that house is if you were going upstairs to the rooms, you felt like you were being rushed or hurried up the stairs somehow. And um, I was talking to the neighbors and it didn't make sense to me until I was talking to the neighbors one time and she was there when it, it, you know, cops and the paramedics got there and she said, yeah, they had to ram in the door and they all went running up the stairs. And then it clicked with me that the, the first responders energy maybe right yeah it was just imprinted wow or something. that sense of urgency there yeah wow yeah and uh and people who hadn't even really known about the history of the house they came in and stayed with us they're like there there's i don't like your stairs you know they they couldn't put their finger on it but your stairs are creepy or whatever. And I thought, oh, they're just kind of feeling that energy, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we would always hear pacing, pacing back and forth upstairs. Um, you know, when we'd be all downstairs, there'd be this pacing, like someone just walking back and forth. Oh, man. And um, we'd all be sitting in the living room. And I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the old radio stereo components. Mm-hmm. that people used to have with the two speakers and oh, stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, we had one of those in the living room. And um, the radio, you in order to turn it on, it had this rectangular metal button, and you had to actually push it in, and it made a clicking sound. Mm-hmm. And that would come on, on all by itself. You'd hear, first, you'd hear the click. And then the radio would be blasting. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So it's not like some fluke or something. You actually heard that depressed click out and then you'd be blasted. Um, So 
Um, several months later, um, I had my son and he was just a baby. So he was sleeping in our room in a bassinet and it was early morning hours and he was starting to fuss, fuss, you know, and as a tired parent, you're laying there thinking maybe they'll go back to sleep. And all of a sudden, um, between my husband and I, we started hearing this humming. And it was like, like a lullaby-ish, you know, and it, it, we could feel the vibration of the hum. It was, it felt close, you know, above our heads. And pretty soon my son started calming down. And then the humming stopped. And I asked my husband, did you hear that? And he goes, that wasn't you? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 that wasn't me. And, oh, that one just that one gives me goosebumps Whoa. every time I think of it. Well, it gave but, me, uh, me too. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, but yeah, that one that was pretty creepy. Um, and let's see. How long did you live? Okay. How long did you live there? We lived there for probably about maybe eight years. Wow. Did now when you buy a home like that, or you're you're, do they divulge that information to you, or is that something you found out over time? Yeah, they have to disclose it. Okay, that's that's my other job besides running this bed and breakfast is is I'm a realtor too, so okay. they have to disclose it, and it varies from state to state um, about how many years. But, you know, you always tell your clients, like, who are your sellers, disclose, disclose, disclose. It just protects everybody. Right. But, yeah, yeah they, have, they have to say, especially if it's something violent like a suicide. Now, um, do they have to disclose if they're haunted or believed to be haunted? That's a really good question because I've asked that before. And, in fact, we have um, what they're called writers that go on top of your, your real estate sign. That says, house not haunted. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm not haunted because, you know, some um, houses carry a stigma with them. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there have been court cases that have been won Mm -hmm. in some of the older New England states. Yep. um, That, you know, you should have told me the house was haunted. But then how can you enforce something that maybe isn't reality for one person, right. but it is better. Sure. That's yeah. true. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you'd, if I were a realtor, I'd want to sell Adam a haunted house, the most haunted house, because he, he's not going to get any of that. It's just going to be a normal home for him. Yep. He's not susceptible to any of that stuff. So <laughs> Completely ghost blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. If you stay over at our bed and breakfast, you might you might hear something. Oh, and, wow. and wow. I'm I'm coming up to that one pretty soon. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but uh yeah, that um I just thought of another thing that happened when uh I was living in that house in Gilroy where the woman 
committed suicide, um, I came home from grocery shopping and walked in, walked in the kitchen, put my stuff on the counter, turned around and just caught a glimpse of this woman with reddish hair, kind of, you know, just above her shoulders. And it was so real that I actually gasped. It was like, <gasps> God, someone's in my house. And then gone. Wow. So she was there for a flash and then gone. But that was the only time I ever. Any, yeah. Wow. In, any idea if that was the woman who lived there? If that was her physical description? Or if it was somebody else? You know, honestly, I saw her so fast that all I could get was that she had reddish hair. And so, you know, I, if I were to ask one of the neighbors, I'd be kind of reaching, you know, mm -hmm. as to if that was her or not. But, you know, it, I don't know who else it could have been. Right. She seemed so um, interested in us, you know, mm -hmm. interested in our family. And, um, you know, she made it very clear that she was there. Yeah. The pacing would be, that would get to me. Yeah. That would get to me um, quite a bit. I think that, um, I mean, I've got a pretty vivid imagination. So, you know, like I can really get myself worked up sometimes. Um, but I also, am, you know, I mean, I've, I've tried to be fairly logical, but I mean, I'm an artist, so that doesn't really come, uh, you know, that's not a big part yeah, of but it. it you know, I try to talk, I can, I can kind of talk myself down on stuff, but like, yeah, I haven't had, you know, but I haven't had any experiences like that. And, but that would just like, it would scare me because my first thoughts would be, there's somebody upstairs. And then I would go and investigate. There'd be, you know, and if nobody was there, then, then I'd be really worried, you know, cause that's, yeah, you know, there's not a lot of logic that comes with those those types of noises, you know. I yeah. mean, logic kind of goes out the window at that point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Crazy. You know, it, it's funny you said that because um, my sister came uh, to stay with us one time, and she had been there several times, so she was used to the pacing, pacing, and we had came back from doing something, and there is a pacing going on upstairs. And she goes, you know, I know that's your ghost, but do you ever get worried that there might actually be somebody walking around upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't yeah. think about it. I thought, oh, my gosh, that's kind of a false sense of security. <laughs> oh, it's just a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to too many stories about people living in the wall and yeah. in the attic yeah. and all that kind of a thing. So it's like. That's way freakier than a ghost That's walking, true. you know. True. Um, so, but that sounds. I mean, the like you said, the the thing that's good about that particular haunting is at least it was a. I mean, it was a gentle haunting, and it wasn't. It was just like, hey, I'm here, and even helped, even you know, helped you out when you know, calm, calm your, your son. So, you know, that's if I'm gonna have a ghost roommate then that's the kind of ghost roommate i would want to have right <laughs> yeah. yeah not not the kind that scream get out or whatever you know yeah. Not, yeah. 
I'm just shadow people. Sh- get out. Yeah. Oh, too much mayo. Right. So, right. <laughs> think about cholesterol. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But the next house I lived in, you would not want this one as a roommate. This one was a little um, assertive, I guess is a polite way to say it. And I, um, you don't I, have to be polite. You can be as, <laughs> as indiscreet <laughs> as you feel. Complete <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I was uh, separated from my ex-husband, my kid's dad, and um, I went to this little mission town of San Juan Batista, and I rented this house that was above, it was right downtown, above the storefronts. There was a Mexican restaurant and a bakery um, underneath it, and... Um, the house was built in 1906 by a wealthy businessman uh, named Antoine Takes. Um, and so to get into the, the house, there's this narrow door um, in between the restaurant and the bakery. And you go through the door and you walk up this narrow flight of stairs. And... I fell in love with the house because it was old. It had like the, you know, the kind of uh, innate uh, architecture and um, sort of graystone building. And I just thought it was beautiful. It had a formal dining room and, um, you know, all the original hardware and, and doors inside. And so we started living there, my kids and I. And my daughter would not sleep in her room, which is like, nope, there's a little girl and nope. And I thought, oh, there's not a little girl. I've never felt anything in this house. And then pretty soon, um, several months later, I started dating and, um, and my new boyfriend would not come in the house. He would try and he would, at first he was just saying, you know what, I, I gotta go. And I thought, is that me? <laughs> I showered, I brushed my teeth, what's on? And he started divulging um, to me that I feel like someone is just on top of me um, whenever I come here. And he says, it feels like the breath is being sucked out of my face mm. when I come in here. And he was a real pragmatic guy, you know, real realistic. And I thought, that's weird. That's two people now. So um, I was going to take a vacation, and um, I was going to take the kids. And I asked my oldest, oldest daughter if she would house sit for me. Because it was downtown and in a mission touristy area, we'd have a lot of people thinking that it was uh, a museum or something, and they'd walk right in the front door. Nice. And um, then there were a couple bars also, so it um, kind of, you know, keep the house company. She couldn't stand one night. She could not stay there. 
and um, couldn't get anybody else um, to to house sit because as soon as they'd come in, they'd fill out a profession. And I still wasn't feeling it. It wasn't a problem for me at all. Um, and so it was getting to the point where nobody wanted to come over, <laughs> come over anymore. Um, and so I called a ghost hunting team. And I said, well, there's got to be something here. And people, that's the other thing, people were saying, um, you know, your bathroom doors open and close by themselves. I was sitting in the living room and your bathroom doors open and close. And um, so the ghost hunting team came in and my then boyfriend was there. And they brought two psychics with them. And the psychics said, and this was out without any information from me. I just told them I was having problems in the house. Um, they said, there is a very tall man with a beard um, and a um, long duster coat, sort of like cowboy looking, you know, attire. And he is over your boyfriend and he is telling him, this is my family. You don't belong here. She's mine. They're mine. You got to get out. Whoa. And the whole time, my boyfriend's sitting there and he's starting to sweat. And this is before the psychic said anything. You know, um, he's like sweating. He's like shaking visibly. And, um, and then they, they told him, you know, you're agitated because this is what we're seeing. Um, he doesn't want you here. He says that this is his family. Well, what they surmised was that um, possibly that was in take built the building. And um, he decided that we were his family now. Now, I decided I didn't want any more of this. That scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, you know, um, being thought of as a possession by a ghost. Right. Not something you want to live with. And so I got another place. My last night there, um, I packing up everything was in boxes and I'm trying to get to sleep and I should be really tired because I was just packing all day. Can't get to sleep. I feel like something is right up against me. I feel like the breath is being drawn out of me. I am feeling everything my boyfriend felt. Hmm. The oppression. And I thought, I'm going to call that psychic because she said, call me if you know you if you run into any problems or or you get scared or whatever and so i called her and my phone battery you could watch it just die wow oh wow the little battery picture you know that's on it you could just watch it you know 12 10 9 7 4 wow. and then it would die i plug it in i call her back and it's dying again. 
and she can't hear me and, and we were running into all these problems and she calls me back and she just quickly says, he's trying to keep us separate. He doesn't want you to go. Right. Yeah. Whoa, cool. man. Jeez, man. And, 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 and that's the only time that you, while you lived there that you felt anything. Wow. The rest yeah. of the time, he just kind of let you go. Yeah, which is weird yeah. because you're the that one is who's very weird. super perceptive to it. Why do you think that yeah. was? Do you have a feeling as to why? Because he wanted you to feel comfortable, maybe? or Yeah, I think he wanted me to feel comfortable enough to stay. Um, and I think he knew that he might scare me. Wow, yeah. And, um, yeah, I definitely would have. Cause, and it and I think he, it wasn't think until, he was mad. Right. It wasn't until you were leaving that he saw that you're leaving and then he's pissed, right? Yes. Wow. So while you Ooh. were there, um, and you, you didn't notice any of this impression or anything like that, but did you feel like, did you have any other kind of feeling like was everything was, was everything normal or is it like maybe you were tired a lot or, you know, did you feel off? Do you feel like somehow your energy was off or maybe something like that? Were you sick or anything like that? I'm just curious. I don't know if there's any kind of correlation. Like, is you know, it's almost like, I wonder if he didn't do anything to you because like maybe he was somehow like he was attached to you in some way and try or drawing energy or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I'm just, this is a question that just came to me. So. Yeah. No, I wasn't sick there. Um, sometimes I, I was pretty tired, but I was, I was waitressing at one of the uh, local restaurants. So of course that's a tiring job. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nothing. It, it just seemed like everybody else was getting zapped, huh. you know, right. that came in. Um, but I wasn't. That's huh. wild. That's that wild. So the other thing that they found was um, the, uh, the little girl was was real. Um, she died in the, um, she was a member of the family that owned the bakery uh, a long time ago. And <clears throat> there was a fire and she died. Mm. And she was looking for someone to play with. Oh gosh! And they did have an EVP of her. Um, wow! Telling them what happened. The other guy was stabbed at the top of the stairs at the entrance. Um, he was, I guess, ambushed by somebody and stabbed at the top of the stairs. Wow! He didn't want to say anything to them. They said he just stood there with his arms crossed and didn't want anything to do with the whole thing. So he wouldn't talk. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, that place was kind of creepy. Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing about this place. There, It was built over a tunnel that went from the mission out just to just outside of the downtown area. And it was rumored that this was used for, like, human trafficking. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So, like, Native Americans that would have been there and the Spaniards. Yeah. Wow. And that tunnel is still there, and they rent it out for weddings, is the last I've heard. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. So, so yeah. So a lot of heartache, a lot of heartache, and a lot of um, tragic death. Sounds like. Yeah. Very Jeez. heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot. You know, a lot of those missions were built on the backs of the Native Americans. In fact, right. probably all. Yeah, I would say I would, I would hazard guess to say that probably all of them was correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that place, I was so glad that I, I, I was so happy the first night in my new place. It was just like, I, I finally, I finally saw what everybody else was going through. And yeah, I would venture to say that that was like a, an attack. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, for sure. Ago. Sounds like it. So, Wow. Yeah, just to try to keep you there and just, right. yeah, it's just, just so bizarre how you were like, just, I mean, it, it, obviously not exactly ignored, but just were favored. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, spared from all the harassment. It's just, that's wild. Yeah. 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 And I felt really bad that, you know, I would tell people, oh, there's nothing there. This house is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, and in fact, I feel to this day, I feel kind of guilty that um, I feel really guilty, actually, that, you know, I didn't I didn't listen to my kids and they were terrified. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't listen to my boyfriend and he was terrified. And um, so, I, you know, he, I guess seeing is believing. Right. 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 Well, and it seems, and it's like, it's one of those things that if you've had experiences and then you're not having them, that would make me think that, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe something's not, if I'm not experiencing it, maybe it's not going on. Yeah. Maybe it's not happening because I'm, you know, so experienced with this. You know, I've had all these other experiences. Why wouldn't I have this as well? And, you know, and so... So that means, like you know, that like, that's some uh, kind of deception on the in the part towards you mm-hmm. to allow that allowed all this other stuff to go on. So, yeah. but I got to say, the little girl ghosts—that's, I mean, children ghosts are always just the creepiest to me. Yeah. They're always the scariest. It's just so unsettling and and obviously tragic, you know, because of yes. short life, but just also, you know, yeah. Yeah, True. it is. It really is. And, uh, you know, especially that they're, they're alone in, in, mm-hmm. in the EVP, you know, that she just wanted someone to play with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when, when then you, that brings just huh? sorry, I'm just sorry. one, one, one last question about that. When you had the psychic and the folks that, that came over, were they able to help her at all, that little girl? Or, um, you know, maybe give her some direction? I'm always curious about that, if they, you know, if that really works. What, um, what they told me was that, you know, they spoke to her in a very motherly fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know exactly the conversation because we were all told to leave. Okay. Uh, so, um yeah, I don't know exactly what the conversation was like, but they they were describing that, you know, they were able to comfort her. That's I good. think was yeah, the word good. Used. Good. <clears throat> so, so 
Anyhow, the last one I have, I think, unless something else pops in my head, um, I recently bought um, this old lodge, and that is in the northwestern Sierra uh, mountain range. Mm-hmm. And it was built in 1949. Um, it was used as a family hunting lodge. And it still has the deer um, cleaning rack out in front. Mm. You know, just split logs. And um, it started out to be a, a one-room lodge. And then they added on to it a big bunkhouse. And then a family moved in and made those separate rooms <clears throat> right off the great room. And um, a couple months into living here, everything was fine. And then my son said, uh, were you trying to get my room last night? <laughs> and I go, no. He goes, because the doorknob was jiggling and someone was tapping on the door. Oh, no. <laughs> and because we have a bed and breakfast, he keeps his door locked. We all keep our doors locked. Right, right. Um, so, so um, I said, no, that wasn't me. And I didn't tell him because I didn't want to freak him out. But I was sleeping one night and boom, 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 right on the wall behind my head. And nobody was in that room. Um, and I held off telling him because I didn't want him to think, oh, crap, mom's got another haunted house. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you've, had, you've had a few of them in your life, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can pick them. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, like husbands, I can pick them. <laughs> And so uh, then he said that it was continuing to happen, but then it was his wall that he was getting bangs on. Well, his wall is an exterior wall. Mm. So then um, I was sleeping one night, and you know what? It it occurred to me, and I, I mentioned it to him. I said, Do you think, you know how sometimes when you're sleeping and you think somebody screamed in your ear, like, hey, or, yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auditory hallucination or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 I've had that. Yeah, and I've had it as well. And I said, well, maybe it's something like that. And he goes, yeah, I was thinking that too. And then uh, it happened again, and it happened a few more times after that. And I know damn well I wasn't sleeping a couple of times that it happened I was just laying there I hadn't fallen asleep yet or I had just woken up and it happened and so I heard it you know in real time um so you know I told them well it's been happening to me too so I don't know what's going on so last week um I've been kind of trying to take advantage of the bed and breakfast being closed and doing some things around, you know, just some improvement things. Um, so I got the ladder out of the basement, creepy old basement. And um, I was putting it away. So 
Sally, my dog, she she follows me everywhere. Oh, here she comes. She heard her name. <laughs> <laughs> and she follows me everywhere, all around the house. She'll even go down to the basement with me. She would not come down. She stood at the top of the stairs and she's just like looking at me. And I go, come on, you can come down. And she's just looking. And I put the ladder away. And I said, oh, Sally, you're being silly. And um, I turn around and I see a khaki uh, field jacket. You know what a field jacket is? Like with yeah. it's canvas. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it whizzed by. So I saw the shoulders and the arms and the breast area. And it whizzed by. And at that very moment, um, there was like this, you know, when a moth um, buzzes by your ear, you get like that electrical mm-hmm. sound, like a, a whirring. There was this whirring that accompanied the, the figure going by. Huh. And so I booked it upstairs and I finally knew why Sally did not want to come downstairs. Yeah. Was up. So, and the other thing that she does is we have an old barn, um, about 50 feet from the house, maybe a little bit more, 75. And she'll look out the window at the barn and start growling and barking. Mm. And, you know, I've gone out there before. I put her leash on and we've walked out there before just to make sure there's not, you know, tweakers squatting out there or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, um, or a bear or deer or whatever. Nothing out there. And, um, then, uh, and she'll come back inside and she'll start looking out at the barn again and, and growling and kind of a low bark. Mm. And I know it's not a deer or a bear or anything like that because when she sees those things, she starts crying. <laughs> right. She's kind of scared of them. Right. And, um, and so when, when she's upset or wary is when she starts the growling and the, right. the barking. Wow. So, so, yeah, it's, this one is, uh, I haven't had any guests yet say that they've heard anything weird. Okay. How long have you, have you been there? Just since November. Okay. okay. Wow. So it's and pretty new. And so you've only seen the figure or the, the jacketed thing uh, once recently, once or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is what Tuesday. So it happened like last Friday. Oh, wow. 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 So very new. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? 
Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school, but it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Fascinating. Well, yeah. I, I guess one good thing for us is that there could be more to come. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Selfishly. <laughs> yes. Wow. Brand new. So well, it, so- it, so- we'll it, it sounds like that is a, a pretty prime place for these kinds of things to happen. Um, wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. Of course, if you it is of- because all the history up here in the Sierra Nevadas, um, we have... This used to be an old ghost town where I live. Okay. And um, so from the main road up to the ridge where I live is sort of little abandoned minor cabins and uh, loggers cabins, just one room. And they're falling down. And um, somebody's grandkids... Um, they were taking a hike. It was during the holidays and they were hiking through the woods and they went into one of the old miners cabins and they all turned and ran at the same time out of the cabin and they ran all the way back to their grandma's house and they go, well, why were you running? Well, why were you running? (laughs) And they compared notes and they said that there was a big man standing there, um, in one of the rooms, and he had a beard, and he was wearing fur, and but they could see through him. Wow! Wow! So they knew he wasn't a squatter, yeah, or anything like. That. Wow! Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's a lot, and then there was one um, person that caught on their security camera, and I saw the picture of it. It. It's just this perfect picture of this Indian woman. There's just her face, and she's just looking at the camera. Wow. But you can see through her. Oh, wow. <sighs> and they, they um, had their, you know, the picture in picture. Um, yeah. And, and it was the security screen, and then they were watching something on TV. And they saw someone walk up on the porch. And you know, who is that? Look outside, nobody's there. And then they play it back, and there's this, this Indian woman. You know, she looks sort of grayed out, but you can definitely see her. It just looks like a black and white photo. Right. Wow. Wow. That is wild. But, um, yeah, a lot wow. of people came and, and gave their wives, that, you know, right. sometimes to um, 
get across the Sierra Nevadas right. into the Donner Party. Right. I was just and, gonna, I was just going to say the Donner Party. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That is wild, man. I, and I just watched the show on, on the Donner Party and some of the things I didn't realize that had happened with them. And it's, 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 it, it, if anybody is interested, I mean, there's some great books and podcasts out there and movies about the Donner Party. But, um, you know, that's the thing is, is folks out that way kind of hear same thing in Oklahoma. It's, it's interesting because like, I really think it does have a lot to do with, with, um, folks, personalities that moved out West, you know, has, has really says a lot about the, the frontier uh, mentality, um, being strong enough mentally, physically to make it, uh, was a huge deal. And, and you had to have a sense of, um, adventure also. And, and those parts of the world where you live, especially is it's pretty tough country, especially yeah. back then. You know, you yeah, had to yeah. really, um, you had to have, you had to deal with some tough times. You know, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. If you wow. go, I mean, you had to know when to go, when to when to go right. to leave, yeah, and where what right what to take, because if you go a week late or too early, you know, you could wind up dead because right. of yeah. the, you know, the, the weather, the patterns or whatever is exactly. you know, going on. Yeah. 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 There, there is a, a guide who was named Kit Carson and he was, he's pretty infamous around this area. Everything's called Kit Carson, this Kit Carson, yeah. that. And um, he was, he brought people over this year in Nevada. He was a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he was with General Fremont uh, when they were exploring California, and um, like there was nothing that that guy couldn't do. And so one of his jobs was bringing the people in as a guide, um, and then he would stop just just across the canyon from where I'm sitting now is the um, little town where he would. Tell the people, this is where I'm dropping you off. Just keep going west. Right. And, um, yeah, that was pretty scary. I, you know, <laughs> coming back from Tahoe one time, um, my friend and I were driving, and I was just looking at the, the ruggedness, even now, you know, even though we have paved roads and stuff, and trying to imagine what that would have looked like to yeah. somebody in a covered wagon. And I told my friend, I would have said, you know what? I'm fine right here. You can go on. Right. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to think too. I mean, you're traveling in a covered wagon in that terrain would, would just be nearly impossible. And so there was only a few ways to get to where you needed to be. And the way that I understand it was, was number one, they set off too late in the year to get to where they needed to be. But then secondly, apparently, they had come across someone that told them that there was a shortcut, a way mm-hmm. to get to where that they could get to quicker. And they ended up, that ended up really biting them in the ass because nobody had actually gone that way. And a lot of that terrain was was nearly impossible to get through from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It, it is one of those things where it's like you try to look back. I, I and I and I drive around here where we're at sometimes, and I'm thinking to myself, what would make somebody want to stop here? Like, what <laughs> what is it that was like? Okay, yeah, this is good. You know, like. <laughs> Because we, because we kind of live, we live in a, in a, in a, in a sort of a, more of a desolate sort of a part of Oklahoma where there's not a lot of trees and, um, and it's like, it's just, it's just, it's kind of rough, you know, it's kind of like, um, you would have to have, you know, a good water source or something to, to, to want to stay. And I believe that there was one back then, but, but it is crazy, man. It's, um those types of things lead to um a very strong character of people and um but also can leave you know deep you know impressions in yeah. in, in 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 you know buildings and 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 what wh- wherever these people resided you know yeah absolutely yeah some of the uh, little mountain towns up here you know, you walk into the older buildings and you can just, you can just feel it. It's palatable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's, there is one up, up country a bit. And um, there is definitely a ghost there. And they've written a book about it, actually. Okay. Um, it's called Cook Station. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, when you go into that building in particular, it's you can feel the energy change from when you were were outside right wow so cool so cool yeah brooke thank you for coming on and and taking taking the time to get together with us man you really had some great great stuff man thank you yeah incredible stories i'm i'm so also very grateful for you uh joining us not only just being a listener but coming on and sharing these are just great stories and just you know well you know thank you for being there you guys like i said you know some especially since i've had to close the bed and breakfast due to the uh, shelter in place been very very quiet and lonely up here yeah and you know i i'll put you guys on uh, you know your your podcast on and it keeps me company and um, keeps me sane. And like I said earlier, this was very therapeutic for me. That's cool. Too. Yeah. So that's cool. And thank you. Well, we, we said it before, you know, that we, we continue, you know, cause this doesn't change, you know, the COVID-19 hasn't changed our, the way that we approach our podcast. We, this yeah. is the way we do it. You know, we're sort of sheltering in place at, you know, anyway so we might as well continue doing this and it's it's great that you know that that people are able to listen and and folks like yourself that come on and they share with us and you know we we uh i just can't tell you how much we appreciate it because it's it it, we need people that have great stories to tell and you know it, it 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 uh if we weren't for you folks, we wouldn't have anything to do. So <laughs> we can only tell tell so many stories. <laughs> and you're welcome to come back anytime. By the way, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. I'll I'll keep you guys updated on how the old lodge cool. progresses.
Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well it's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's your true colors awesome stories brooke awesome stories yeah you uh you really you really you took us into a slice of your life and it's it was a fascinating look and uh thank you for coming on yeah those were man those are great i mean they were creepy and they were fun and just so much, so many stories, you know, throughout yeah. your life that from when she was a kid, the little kid, the scary shadow man and the witch were just freaky man. And then, you know, of course, the uh, the houses, so you see, like every other house that she moved in there for a while was haunted. Yeah. And I, that would have that would have been enough to freak me out. But apparently didn't really yeah. didn't really do much to her. I I. <laughs> I would have started to kind of freak out a bit that these things are, you know, a part of my life and, you know, wanting to, mm. you know, in some way or another, wanting to contact. But she seems to be, you know, you know, relatively cool with that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. She seems, I guess she's learned to accept it, that this is just part of her life, you know? Right. Um, and that's, you know, that that's cool and that, you know, she perceives these things. She's very sensitive to them. Uh, except for on the one occasion where the she wasn't and everybody else around her was the one who was experiencing the that ghost dude right. in the house where, you know, but she was the one who wasn't. But, you know, of course, he had, to, I guess he had the, the ghost hots right. for her or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But what's, what really, what's really wild to me is the one that she said was the scariest, of course, you know, was not the ghost stuff but it was the one time she saw a ufo yeah which is interesting maybe because she yeah in in context she had more of a relationship and an understanding mm-hmm. with the ghostly world and seeing mm-hmm. something like that is such an odd odd thing to try to mm-hmm. put into words so I, I i could get that i can understand why yeah and it sounds like that where she's at now there's some activity which is exciting hopefully she, she she'll come back on and and uh and talk more about that but great stuff she was one of the listeners that was listening and you know she told us that you know i just keep it on and she's like i think she i think she went through the entire our entire catalog in like a, a few weeks or something she likes having us 
talking in the background. So. Yeah. And, and so then she's like, you know, like, I'm just going to reach out. And she got in touch with us. And, you know, and it was great that she she was able to do that. We appreciate yeah. everyone that comes on like her and, and uh, inspired, you know, you guys have inspired people to get on with us and, and want to talk about these things. And we're just we're grateful. Thank you so much. Yes, always. Um, because, you know, we often talk about this um, uh, when the mics are off. But the, the, the best thing about this is just being is just talking to people and hearing their stories and connecting, you know, making that connection that uh is just you know it's hard, especially right now it's hard but it just seems it just seems rare these days yeah since we're all you know we're connected electronically but telling a story hearing a voice right not through text but by communicating right out loud like we used to you know like yeah. like it's part of our heritage just why we learn to talk yeah you know so we could communicate and, and share ideas and share stories and share these experiences yep. and it's just it's awesome you know and i feel like you know, I feel like we're carrying on that tradition and uh, that hopefully people appreciate what we're doing. And it's always great to hear that, you know, yeah. because it's just like, I don't know. I feel like we're not doing it exclusively for that. I think we're doing a lot of it just for ourselves. But yeah. I think we're doing it for, you know, all of Weirdsville. Yeah. Which, and I include all of Weirdsville as part of ourselves. You know, yeah. we all you guys are our friends. You're our circle. You're our town, man. You're our community. And that's what we're. This is all about. It's about sharing with the community. And and if it's old members uh, who pop up every once in a while, or people who are just moved in, you know, we want to hear their stories. So and and we like hearing their stories. We love hearing their stories. Yeah, so absolutely. So it makes it so so rewarding. Otherwise, we're just kind of you know spouting off into you know thin air, uh, which is odd. Yeah, I. I Again, just to prove that we're however many episodes in now, and and wh what are we into? What is this one? Do we know? This is number ninety. This man. is number ninety. Golly, yeah, man, number ninety. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like yeah. we just started doing this, but and we have in a lot of <laughs> ways. But it's it it really has been amazing the people that we've been able to talk to, and we got a lot of great stories coming up too, guys. We got some really cool oh, yeah. stuff coming. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so just hang tight for that. But but yeah, thank thank all of our, you know, f folks that come on all of our guests, all of our listeners, everybody We're so, so appreciative to everything and everyone just feeling so, so grateful. Yeah, always every week, man. I feel like that every week. I'm just, just like, wow, this is just it's the one of the best things for sure of it's a highlight of my week. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and doing this and, and we've been doing this for, you know, 90 episodes plus the few extra ones too. Yeah. But it never, it never feels like work. Yeah. You know, we put a lot of work into it behind the camera. Yeah. We are not camera, but behind the mic, you know, yeah. when it's off, but Definitely. it doesn't feel like it, yeah. you know? And that's, that's a good thing when it, you're doing something because you enjoy it and you love it and it doesn't feel like work. Then you know that's that's the, the so that's the reward right there. So that's we right. hope that you guys uh, are still enjoying it and still want to be part of it, and we we love that you do. And um, we got stuff to do, so let's get back to it and start getting out, getting stuff ready for next week. Oh, Barry, next week is is your friend Tammy. Great, Tammy's great. Yeah, we've wanted to get yeah. her on for a while. We finally made the connection with her. She's a local girl. Um, and uh, local for you, local for me, you know, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> local for me. And uh, so it was cool to get her on and I can't wait till you guys hear it. Yeah. Good stuff. 
really good stuff. Spooky. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. And we all know I have a problem with not stopping when I'm saying things, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's podcasting. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.